Thank you for downloading this podcast hosted by the Cambridge MBA. Today we have a Cambridge MBA student, Faisal Sultan, who came in second uh, in the recent Cambridge Hackathon. Faisal will talk a bit about what a hackathon is and what his idea was. So Faisal, thanks very much for coming here. First, tell us, what is a hackathon? A hackathon is a way of generating applications within a weekend. And it's a way of getting teams together who had never worked before together um, to come up with ideas, to build those ideas into marketable products, and then to pitch those ideas to investors after about 24 hours of working on those products. So Pfizer, what was your idea? Um, I didn't really have a, 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 an initial idea or a great idea. Uh, when you go to the hackathon, you have to pitch. And so I pitched a 30-second um, plan, which was all around carbon markets. The, the, the basic premise of the hackathon was to create applications that would use government data to solve problems and to make some money out of those um, solutions. So I said, I said something about carbon markets. I said the market was broken. The price of the carbon emissions credits are too low. The number of credits are too high. I think there is government data out there. Uh, and I think there's a problem to be solved. And I think there are commercial opportunities, but I do not know what they are. That was my pitch. Um, and I had a couple of guys come up to me and approach me and said, listen, we want to work on something like this because it's at scale. It's very interesting. Um, so we got together and we started to investigate the idea and we came up with an initial idea that we would be the price maker for carbon by using a lot of data that's already in the marketplace, such as uh, uh, pollutions that are, are emitted, uh, such as the price of carbon, historical data, future data as well, future prices. Um, we, we came to realize uh, by, by about 20 minutes before the deadline that it wasn't a very good idea because it was, such a, it was so politically motivated uh, to try and get the, the idea um, off the ground. It would cost a lot of money um, and probably, the prize wouldn't probably be worth it. And it was a mentor, Jack Lang, who, who made that suggestion. So what we did was uh, we pivoted the idea. We said, okay, this is too complex. It's too ambitious, uh, what, what if we built a digital marketplace that allows buyers of carbon credits to meet sellers of carbon credits? Um, will that work? Um, and so that's the idea that we ran with, really. Uh, so it was the whole process of generating the idea that was very interesting, actually, and uh, very central to the theme of the hackathon. Mm. Who are buyers of carbon credits right now and who are sellers of carbon credits? Yeah. So... Um, the European Union will recognize uh, installations that are high polluting. And these include, for example, a steel mill or a refinery. And so the European Union will go to them and say, OK, you emit pollution and you need to reduce this pollution. So we will, um, we will um, um, allocate you a certain number of credits. And this will be in contrast to how much emissions you actually pollute. And so the way that they get these installations to reduce their pollution is to say, okay, um, the number of um, credits that you've been allocated is much lower than the amount that you pollute. And so if you, um, um, uh, if you do not want to be fined, then you will either have to reduce your pollutions um, or you can buy extra credits to meet the, the emissions that you are actually polluting. And so that way there's a market and there's an encouragement to actually reduce pollutions because if you reduce pollutions, then you will have an excess number of credits and then you can sell it to the market. So, so buyers are there to buy credits to 
to meet their emissions target. Um, and sellers uh, have excess credits. And so they can actually sell the credits into the marketplace to make some money. And actually, it's been quite political over the past few years. So if we look at Tata Steel Mill up in north, uh, north of England, they've been, they've been allocated an excess number of credits by the European Union, even though they're the biggest polluter in, in the UK. And, it's, and, and, and a cynic could say the reason being is because uh, it's a subsidized industry. So they're encouraged to stay within the European Union and to create, and to create value by hiring people. Uh, and, and just to have a presence in the European Union. So it, it, it's very politically motivated uh, um, at the moment. Uh, and as I said, the price is very low and the number of credits are, are too high. You, you mentioned a few times that um, people can sell or buy in the marketplace. But you also mentioned that your hackathon idea was to pair up buyers and sellers. So is it the case that you're trying to replace an existing marketplace or are you trying to supplement, complement it? Yeah, I think it would, it, the answer is to complement it. So in order for buyers and sellers to meet each other, they have to go onto the uh, European Union's emission trading system. And it has very, very poor functionality. And as a result, buyers and sellers, they have to go through brokers or intermediaries. And this increases the transaction costs and reduces the trading activity. And so what our system did was um, it, it was integrated directly into the emissions trading system and it was integrated into the European carbon, um, sorry, European Energy Exchange to get the carbon spot price. Um, and um, so in terms of an example, if a buyer wanted to buy credits, they would log into our system, they would view his profile, the, the verified emissions versus the, uh, the credits been allocated. This was integrated to the um, European system um, and they would enter the number of credits that they wish to wish to buy, then a total value will be displayed based upon the carbon spot price, which was integrated into, which we, which we were able to get from the European exchange. Um, and a list of all sellers will, 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 um, will appear. And the list of all sellers um, was based on a ranking algorithm and that was based on Kyoto protocols. So there are certain, there are certain advantages if buyers uh, buy credits from sellers. Um, and we were able to, to, and that was the basis of our digital marketplace, to be able to pair buyers and sellers together. Who were your teammates and what did they, plus yourself, bring to the table? Yeah, I was very lucky, very, very lucky. So my teammates were both um, postgraduates. They were doing their master's in computer science. So one guy, he had studied philosophy and architecture from Cornell and did computer science in his spare time. So very, very smart guy and he was doing his master's. Um, the other guy had studied uh, physics at Imperial. He'd done a, a master's in maths at Cambridge and a master's um, and was do, currently doing a master's in computer science at Cambridge. So again, a very smart guy. Um, and and it, was, it was a unique team and a unique situation because immediately we had just gelled. We didn't, ha we didn't go through the process of you know, having arguments or going through the formalities. It was just a case of, right, we've got an idea. We know each person's task. Let's just get on with it. And so we're able to... We're able to um, predict what the other person was going to do. And uh, we were able to have creative disagreements um, such that we were able to come up with uh, really good outcomes, really good solutions. So very, very lucky in the team that I had. What was your experience before the MBA? What were you doing? I was, uh, I was working for BP Oil Company as a solutions architect. Um, and I was uh, in charge of their global pricing systems. So the, the role involved design of the pricing systems and, and the management and the, um, uh, and the rollout of the pricing systems. 
So you guys worked basically through the weekend to come up with this I, this, this app, um, and you presented to the judges, and you got second. What was the judges? What was the judges' feedback? Yeah, I mean, um, it's quite annoying that we got second, actually. So. Um, the pitch, the immediate opening sentence of the pitch was to say that this market is worth 176 billion US dollars. And from there, they realized that this has impact and this has scale. The reason why we didn't win overall was because the judging criteria was quite strict in that the, um, there was marks allocated for whether your app was social, mobile or viral. See, in the, at the moment, you know, it's, it's a big... It's, um, the business plan around applications in the marketplace is this social, mobile, or viral. And so what, what, what people are trying to do is in, in Silicon Valley and here in the UK is they build apps at scale. And so, and they sell it for free. So they'll sell 50 million, they'll give 50 million of these apps away with the hope that 1 million of them will buy it. And so the whole business concept is social, mobile, viral. Ours had nothing to do with that. So ours was a, a trading platform. And because of that, we scored zero on that category. And then overall, we'd score, we'd lost by half a mark. So very, very frustrating. But it was really good in that we got great feedback from one of the founder members of LinkedIn. And she said, you know what, just really spend time investigating the idea. Really think about it. Um, Don't give up. Uh, think about starting your own business and use the resources in Cambridge that you have at hand to see whether you can whether you can start something out of this. Uh, and that was very very positive actually, and that was inspiring to me as well. By coming in second, I know you're really disappointed in that, but you did get um, dinner at Silicon Valley comes to UK with quite a lot of the luminaries in the entrepreneurial scene here. What did you learn from that dinner? Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was that was a really good dinner. Actually, I was I was with Internet Royalty. I met Megan Smith, who is the CEO of Google X, and I had twenty seconds to pitch my idea, and she liked it. And she said, you know, we should give you some money. She might have been joking, but it was a validation, and and that inspired me. I also met a um, uh, an entrepreneur who has the fastest growing business in Silicon Valley at the moment, in ed tech and education technology, um, and he was an ex Cambridge student. He did his undergrad here, and again, he was very inspiring. And he said that, you know, the idea does not necessarily matter. What matters is, uh, what matters are two things. Firstly, the, the, the leader themselves, do they have conviction? Do they have vision? And the second thing is that the people around you. And from that, with a great team or with a great leader, you can make things happen. And I found that very inspiring. And then I was sitting next to a guy who had done his MPhil at uh, Judge, and he'd started a business using, um, uh, uh, using, um, uh, geographical information um, to power uh, tractors um, and to improve crop yield. And again, you know, talking to him was incredibly inspiring. I was sitting opposite a guy who started a business around edtech. He was a he was a, a former trader at Lehman's, and then he became a teacher. And he saw that he could do things better in the classroom, so he decided to start his own business. You know, and I met all of these people who were like me. You know, who were smart, who were bright, who were enterprising, saw opportunities in the marketplace and said, you know what, I'm just going to go and do something and see what happens. So incredibly inspiring dinner and, and very privileged to be there. So where does the idea go from here? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna look at it, spend some time, and I'm going to try and um, get as many interviews as possible. Um, this week, we had a, a talk by uh, an entrepreneur as part of the leadership series. 
Uh, and again, a very inspiring guy. And what he said was when he started this third business, um, he didn't know what he wanted to do. But what he did do was go and talk to the CFOs of companies and ask them what are their problems. And from there, he was able to find a trend and able to find an idea. And from what I got from that was, you know, instead of going and looking at the marketplace and looking at competitors, go and talk to your future customers and ask them, what are your problems? And so I'm going to use that approach now to investigate, you know, what are the business ideas? What are the opportunities within the carbon market? So that's one approach. The other approach is to start tapping into the, the, the teachers or the, the professors and, and doctors here at Judge, um, especially in the energy sector, to find out who, which contacts they have and how can I approach them and, and ask them what, what issues they have as well. Um, and then the third thing is just to start uh, cold calling uh, potential customers, you know, get in touch with their customer services department and say, you know, can I speak to someone who does carbon trading? What are the issues that they have? So I'm going to use those three approaches um, and see where it gets me. I don't know if it will get me anywhere, but I think it's worth, you know, if Megan Smith says, you know, investigate it, then I think it's worth actually investigating. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited by it. It sounds very exciting, Faisal. Thanks very much for giving us your time, and we look forward to seeing how, where this idea takes you. Thank you very much, Conrad.